0: Welcome to the podcast of Dr. Michael Jacobs. We believe today's message will help you walk in faith and have victory now. All right, I'm talking about this giving thing. And he says, let me read on the Amplified Bible. He gives, uh, wait a minute, and liberality, he who gives aid and superintends he gave aid with zeal and singleness of mind now I'm going to take a minute here and uh, read you something here see so this is, this is what is this we read it a minute ago I went by and didn't quote it I mean I didn't it's an office it's an office some people hold that office they say well I want that office yeah but if you had it let me ask you this question, are you doing everything God tells you to do right now with your forty thousand, your twenty thousand, your ten thousand, your sixty thousand? See, if you won't do that, then you know, and not only that, it's more than just you giving your money, it's you having somebody that is over you in the Lord that you're submitted to, you're sweet to get along with, you're a good sheep, you don't cause problems, you don't get attitudes, don't have your feelings on your sleeve see and, and and if you are one of these people thank God you don't need to promote yourself God will see what you're doing we're not tit for tat and comparing one another the Bible says it's bad to compare ourselves among ourselves alright now I'm going to read out of Brother, Dr. Dufresne's book here uh, things that pertain to the spirit and page 89 through 91 and I'm going to get you a copy of, of some of this here but the ministry of giving, he quotes Romans 12, 6, and 8, which I've just been walk, talking to you about. The ministry of giving is a spiritual thing. It affects the body of Christ and helps things get done in the earth. There are some people we can see walking in this office of ministry. The owner of Chick-fil-A, uh, Mr. S. Truett Cathy, has taught his Sunday school class for 50 years. He doesn't have his stores open on Sunday because he honors God and he asks, how can I tell my Sunday school kids to come to church on Sunday and have my registers ringing? His, store, his stores sell more chicken in six days than Kentucky Fried Chicken sells in seven days. When he had only one restaurant, he proved himself faithful. See, we always see somebody on the other side of something and think, well, who do they think they are? Well, you weren't with them back then. <laughs> and you weren't with me back then. You know what I mean? I'm just talking in general terms here. When I was a drug addict and just got saved and didn't know come from Sikkim and all I just showed up at church and started loving God. All right. Uh, and the owner of Hobby Lobby, Mr. David Green, gave, gave Oral Roberts recently $70 million. They said he was shaken under the power of God when he gave the check to Oral Roberts at a board meeting. He said he was honored to be in the presence of such a man of God and was tired of hearing folks talk bad about him. He said, I'll get all the bills caught up and be a supply. Praise God, Oral Roberts, at 90 years of age, got all his bills paid. The only man in history I know of that built a Christian university. <laughs> and, you know and things like that back in the day didn't he build city of faith and I guess people didn't fund it and support it right but I went to that hospital one time and I was in bad shape and I went there called ahead well we pastor we will if you can get out here we will take care of you for nothing and I went there and they did you know all the checkup on me and all the routine didn't charge me one dime gave me some prescription medicine the psalmist handed it to me prayed over it in my hands Never been in any facility like that. Probably never will again, unless somebody else has got the finances to fund something like that. And yeah the vision. I mean, it's owned by a hospital, I think now, or it's healthcare deal, but they're not like or Roberts <laughs> that I know of. You see, these men the guy that owns Hobby Lobby, the guy, chick-fil-A guy these men were proven when they just had a little bit of money. They wanted to fund their pastor's vision. Every church needs some of these men, but, or women, or young people. But fear often hinders them. Fear didn't hinder these men. They're billionaires today because they were proven. People who work, out, who work day and night but are failing to put God first don't get it. Most of them are working day and night, but they're not getting their supply because they're not bringing their supply to the local church. That's my spiritual daddy talking here. They've turned to a natural supply. Warren Hubbs got an idea in a dream I think isn't that the guy that invented The uh, the something for a jeeps Or something four wheel drive I'm trying to remember if that's the same guy In a dream He's a man who gave 90% of his income to the church And lived very well on 10% Don't imagine what that people in that town said about that pastor yeah. Didn't say anything about but the pastor asking for it It said he gave 90% of his income There's another man, too. I don't know if it... Yeah, here it is. Here's the man maybe I'm thinking of. Another man named Letourneau Turnipole was given a dream from God about how to make earth scrapers, those big giant machineries. He lived off 10% of his money and gave 90% to the work of the Lord. He would be a trillionaire today. These guys were blessed because they put first things first and took care of the house of God. They were living in the Spirit living in the spirit is is where real prosperity is living rich is having a full supply of what god has for you i am a money magnet because i put god first if you don't put money uh, if you don't put god first the only thing added to you is sorrow and lack and he quotes proverbs 10:22 the blessing of the lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it now see, you can say you're a money magnet but you're going to have to do everything else that surrounds that <laughs> Not that you've got to give God 90%, but you're going to have to put your giving first. And you you make money and you, you begin to increase, and God blesses you to have more money to be a bigger supply. Yes. I hope you're getting as much out of this as I am. Let's go over to Ephesians now, chapter four. We've established that giving can be an office of ministry somebody's called to. I wouldn't call it a five-fold office like the apostle and prophet evangelist pastor and teacher but nonetheless it's an office it's an office somebody stands in as a member of the body of Christ hallelujah anybody still here well I'm in Ephesians 4 I want to look again let's read verse 6 and 7 one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us, how much? Every one of us is given grace, or I would call it ability, according to the measure of the gift of Christ, or according to the measure of the gift of that anointing. So it's our our giftings are diverse. We already read that in Romans twelve. We have gifts that differ, talents that differ, don't we? Yes sir. And then we see that there's ability given to us according to what God has gifted us with through that anointing and not all those are alike everybody should tithe everybody should be able to give an offering intelligently or so do their pastor and help him if need be and we're not asking you to do anything many of you already do that and I'm so thankful and grateful I'm not out to get something from you I'm talking to you I want this to get broader and thicker and deeper in your concept if you live like this the rest of your life you'll turn out okay but some people will be called because they've had grace given to them to be somebody that excels and like I mentioned in the man that gave that 43.6 he came back and gave 12.5 he called me up on the phone at my home uh, several months later it was Christmas and pastor this is so and so And I said yes sir he said I've got uh, $5,000 cash and I trust you and could you meet me down at church oh he said do you have people that have needs at Christmas I said of course I do we always have needs of some of our folk and so he said if you could meet me down at the church uh in 45 minutes i'll give that to you because he trusted me he gave me a roll of money that actually was in a sleeve all laid out and i and so i took it and the, of course it was after hours so donna wasn't there and different things and we couldn't put it in the safe i don't even know what the combination is but uh, so we took it home then the next day I brought it in and told Donna and Diana my wife to work on how to distribute that to many families here in the body and we gave it all away I called him back later and said we gave it all away just wanted to know task completed hallelujah so there uh, is things we all can do but then there's people like that that will be exceptionally anointed I said uh, sir you don't mind me asking where do you work he said I work in Houston but I live up here he does most of his work on computer, flies down to Texas maybe once a week, once every other week. And uh, he blessed us, and I prayed for him, one prayer, in my office, privately, not with him, for him. Wrote him a little note, said, thank you, you helped us quite a bit, and we appreciate it. And I believe God multiply your seed sown. The day he got my note, he also got a check for $120,000 as a bonus. Not his salary, as a bonus. I'd say he bammed it, Emerald Lagasse. See, he bammed it. Throw that garlic in there, wham. See, now some of you might be called to do that. But if you didn't even know it existed, you'd never walk in. And if you won't be faithful to what you have now, your 10, your 20, your 30, your 40,000, whatever it is you have, or 100 or whatever, maybe more, some have more. But we're talking to you about something here. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Remember, this is according to the measure that God gives you the measure of your faith and the measure of the grace how many are listening you need to think about these things with me not just tonight think but ongoingly because you could be one of those people that ends up having a lot of businesses or just a very very lucrative successful dynamic business hallelujah that your tithe could be maybe eventually what the whole budget is for our church for a year or we're believing for 13000 a week. You could just take care of that a couple times a year just yourself. Or maybe your tithe would be 13000 a week. Then we take the other 13 we are believing for with that and just pay all the bills and pay stuff off and do, do some renovations and, and do some more for some missionaries and do some more for, you know, things that we might have need of. Youth camp. <laughs> yeah, I might buy a youth camp. I don't 2 Corinthians chapter 8 let's look at verse 7 here I think I got the right reference that looks right But yeah 8 and 7 now we we don't have time to read the whole passage I've got two sections I need to get on I'm still on this about office of giving a person who does that they don't want to be noticed I noticed that about this man he didn't want a lot of flair and flamboyance he wasn't like look at me what I'm doing type of person I could tell being around him. He likes to be in the background. So, but he also has the ability to do that. I don't think he was coming here to make you feel inferior. He didn't make me feel that way. I don't care what kind of car you drive up in. You still put your pants on just like me every morning. Yeah, you're just a person. Hopefully, a believer, and hopefully a good believer. But he was obedient in that. I know that. That's what I was believing God to help us. Hallelujah. Uh, chapter 8 verse 7 so he's talking about giving down through here you can read the whole passage later the whole chapter 8 but I want to go start verse 7 therefore as you abound in everything in faith in utterance uh, in knowledge and in diligence and in your love to us see that you abound in this grace also or you excel in this ability also what's he talking about? he's talking about their giving their giving say giving You go back and read the first six verses You see it's what he's talking about Verse 8 I speak not by commandment But on occasion of the forwardness of others And to prove the sincerity of your love You know love will do something You know when you say you love me Or I say I love you Love will do something Love will step up and do something I mean Dr. Dufresne You know I do tell him I love him But he knows I love him because I do something I'm not bragging. I just do something. And I didn't do, I didn't do in the beginning what I did now because it gradually grew the revelation of, okay, this is what I need to do to take care of him. This is what I need to do to help promote his vision. This is what I need to do to help him as a person. Yes, sir. He's the only man in on the earth God told me to follow. You know, I'm following Jesus, but Jesus is the one told me to follow him. So I want to be sure he's well taken care of. He doesn't have to uh, be under a lot of uh, pressure financially. That he's got to just, you know, pull that Mack truck like I felt like. And I know he's been there a few times. We all go through temptations and trials to have pressure like that in the finances. You're never going to get away from this. You might end up having abundance, but there's still going to be pressure to not obey God. Get that through your heads. You're going to be challenged. The devil's not going to roll over. I mean you know if I wanted to have a nightclub here let me put up all funky looking lights and do stuff like the boat does down there or something but because we're a church they want to fight stuff like that sometimes anyway I'm just talking to you a second here not mad but to prove the sincerity of your love in that you're abounding in this grace of giving giving and it doesn't always come in monetary things I know a patsy and Marsha and Chad, and some others who are on the uh, ground squad, I'll call it, committee or whatever. We don't really have a committee exactly, but they'll come and plant shrubs and plant flowers and make sure they get watered and fertilized and make sure they get planted correctly and pull up the dead ones if that becomes an issue and mow the ground. See, all of that is giving too, giving your time. Miss Liz and Joe, they bless us. Look at this beautiful sanctuary. They, they painted and Miss Liz here picked out these colors and picked out the de- decorator lamps which is my style exactly it's Italian baby <laughs> I tell you what I'm going to do <laughs> hey, if you sit there and be a good people <laughs> <laughs> and I like the pillars and I, li- I like these colors they make me feel nice toasty they're coffee, really they're coffee colors they're coffee colors <laughs> starbucks head anyway moving right along to prove the sincerity seeing people come and work like that we don't pay them they're volunteers some of the newer people some of you bless your hearts i don't see this one lady tonight but she hasn't even joined the church yet but she's been at several events where i've been with her you know been with her in the crowd and i saw her back in the kitchen a week ago washing dishes probably already worked all day long she's got a child to raise and there's her daughter over here. And I said to her, Melissa, I am so proud of you That's for right. becoming a part of us here and for just pitching in and helping. You know, I don't know who asked her to do that, but she, it's hot work back here in that kitchen to wash dishes. Anybody ever do any dishwashing back here? Yeah. And not everybody wants that as their ministry of helps. They want to preach or they want to sing or they want to do something else. And we're not against all that if God's in it, but you start where you start. And I appreciate people like that giving of themselves to the local church. Every time they do that, they're blessing me, they're blessing Jesus, they're blessing you because you didn't have to do that or you didn't do that or somebody else did their part and you're doing your part. You were a body. Everything should function together. Okay, now look at verse 9. i got to hurry on. For you know the grace or the ability of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 9, that though He was rich... Yet for your sakes he became poor. And he had to do that on the cross because he wasn't. We found out last Sunday night Jesus was not poor when he was in the earth. We talked for a whole hour on that almost. So you don't have that information. Go order that tape. He says he became poor, that is when he went to the cross, that you through his poverty might be rich. And rich literally means a full Supply, And herein I give my advice, for this is expedient for you, profitable for you. You have begun before, not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. Now therefore perform the doing of it. And he's talking about offerings and them laying aside for him coming. Now therefore perform the doing of it, verse 11, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which you have in other words you could will in your heart I want to help pastor I want to do my part okay but he says now you're going to have to go from just willing to help to the performance of that yes. had a little knock on the door yesterday of course we don't just let everybody come around but we, you know people come around and that we know like Miss Jenny was standing at the back door can I borrow your ladder well sure she was taking down Christmas lights her and Paul and I don't know who else was with you yes. William Stumbler and it was cold outside But they wanted to help, and they they put our lights up and take them down for us. And, of course, Paul does a lot of things for us, too. It's Jenny, Sean. You know, sometimes we pay them, sometimes we don't. They just want to be a value to us and a help. And they are in many ways. All right, I'm just talking here. So you've got to be willing, but then verse 11 says there has to be a performance out of what you have. Now, if you couldn't give, and it's evident you couldn't, you couldn't give 43600 just keep on living, but he could. And within a day or two, God blessed him with the $120,000 bonus. I'd say he realized he did something right and didn't just come because of me, but it came because he's probably a good worker and had a good evaluation. He's in an executive level style of living, and I don't know what all he does, but if that's your bonus, you're making some pretty good beans and weans. I call it. <laughs> That's your bonus. I mean, some of you are thrilled to get a five hundred dollar bonus, and you should be. But here, <laughs> this guy's getting a one hundred twenty thousand dollar bonus <laughs> for one year. Hello, he maybe gets more than one bonus a year. I don't know. I don't know everything about it. But now let's read on. Now, pay, this is real critical. You get this because I want to move ahead here. For it, if it, verse twelve. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath and not according to that he hath not you know if you don't have anything like pastor was saying just as a reference point if you don't have anything worthy to be sold that could be turned into any amount of cash that's legitimate then maybe you should not do that and just put in a cash offering or a check or just forget it if you, unless God moves on you to do something hallelujah Amen. hallelujah but, you know, we're, we're looking at something here. God gives us and judges us, we might say, according to that which we have, not according to that which we have not. I had people years ago, I had to train them. They didn't know any better. We'd take a special offering up for a project, and they would give their tithe. And then the church tithe was way, way down that week, and I had to get up and say, listen, when I ask for a special offering, and you give your tithe, you... You cut our paychecks to zero. Think with me a little here. So that showed me at least 20 years ago, people didn't have very good intelligence when it came to hand-to-handle money. When I said, "I want to receive a special offering or something," and they gave their tithe, which shouldn't have been in that slot. That should come to the local house to help take care of the ministry and the bills we have and take care of the staff and insurance and things like that. I'm just talking. I'm not irritated at anybody, but you have to help people think right. And because you're smart or you think you are and probably are in some areas and maybe some more smarter than others, don't get offended. Sometimes people just don't know. How many know if you're in debt for everything you owe... Uh, you you feel like you probably can't tithe and you know what really it's not your money anymore you've obligated yourself to such a degree it's not your call you've strapped yourself into bondage now you can get out of that and move towards that and I might take a lesson and talk if you're interested I might do it if you act like you want it on how to break the spirit of debt but you got to be smart enough first of all not to put your tithe in a special offering because that just creates more problems for me Hallelujah. You know, praise the Lord. Unless I've made arrangements to live in a different home, I'm not going to give my home to Dr. Dufresne. I won't have a home to live in for my family. This is, These are just very elementary things. But there is a gift of giving. There is a thing. And so, listen, you don't judge yourself on what you can't do and beat yourself up. I'm not teaching that. But sometimes you think that you're mad at yourself because we say we'd like you to do this and you've already done all that you can do that you have well then you've done all you could do it, can't you yes, but if we all step up and to say just this much of a level of increase for finances this year then you could do more and then if you stepped up here you could do a little more and then here more and, all, and this would just keep going how do you get to where you have a $120,000 bonus that's the question I'm asking that's a lot of money that's, that's not ch- 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 Now I used to you know I used to think a million dollars was a lot of money anymore I don't because I've grown and I see that that's not very much at all anymore in our society to do anything it's not bad but there sure should anyway praise the Lord you're going to grow in by, you have to grow in the area of finances by your faith don't pretend to be something you're not I mean you know we, we, in years gone by we had a pastor friend he came and he taught he's a God made millionaire and you know and I was bailing him out because he was my friend you could say that all you want but you're not going to be that unless you just get your, straight, your finances straightened out and be a tither first you have some common sense about you you could say I'm progressing I'm coming up I have a supply stay with the word get out there in that millionaire area and you're only making 20,000 a year come on that's not reasonable that's just that's, that's, that's not, not reasonable it's just stupid you're us. Right. trying to help you I would have never bought the car I bought or the house I bought unless Jesus personally told me that is your house that is your car and if he'd even indicated that I might not consider that, then I would have drove right on by, both of them. And I'm that way today. I might just buy a truck next time. Nobody could put you down over having a truck, could they? But then why should you let other people determine what level you want to live in or what level you want to function in? And if you're all about image, which I am not, then you've got problems already. I'm about substance being a person of substance thank you I'm not putting down anybody I'm trying to just going to make things common and com- common sense things don't beat yourself up on what you can do be faithful with what you have tithe and then give offerings on top of that if you can or do certain things periodically as the Lord leads you remember as, see- as you seek the Lord but for you never to do nothing oh my gosh been with me uh, over two, three, four, five years and still won't do anything. Uh, I feel for you. You're hanging yourself. I'm not hanging you. I'm not requiring you to do that. God's requiring you to do a lot more than nothing. I've never not done nothing. Maybe the first year I was saved, I didn't understand tithing. But it wasn't too long and I got a little revelation, just a little glimpse and started moving in that direction. And I've trained myself. i made mistakes. I tell you about some of my mistakes. But I correct myself and get back on course. Trying to help you here. Now, you know, here's another thing. Sometimes in households, husbands don't want to tithe and wives do and vice versa. Well, I hate to tell you, that's not very good. But you tithe on whatever you have authority over. We're not telling people to get in strife. But, you know, we're talking about some reality here that not only should we be willing, there should be some performance according to that which you have. is that right? All right. Verse 13, For I mean not that other men be eased and you burdened, but by an equality that now, notice that equality, not same amount, but by equality of commitment for now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want and that their abundance may also be a supply for your want that there may be that there may be equality not same amount of money but equality somebody has an abundance to meet some other need and that person has an abundance to meet your need now let's I mean you know and so everybody should do their part Or we could look at it like this. I'm believing you to be a supply to this house and to me as your pastor, not because I need your money, but because that's right. Paul said if you preach the gospel, you should live with the gospel. But here's my point. I'm a supply to you because you're never going to go anywhere very far financially without the word being revealed to you of how to do it God's way. And that's what I'm trying to get over to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah it takes faith to live this way you be a supply for somebody else I'll be a supply for other people we, together we can get all those needs met. that there may be equality there may be equality I wouldn't be put it past God The lady cleaning doing the dishes back here the other days not even a member yet did as much in God's eyes as the guy that put the check in the door for 43.6 you bet me I, I tell you I think that's probably the way God thinks more than you'd imagine and I think she'll probably do her part. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not pressuring anybody to do their part. But over a period of time, we all should want to do what's right. Yes, period. About anything. That's right. That's right. You know, anything. Talking about givers here. and Let me read 15 and 16. Uh, Fifteen. As it is written, he that had gathered much had nothing over. He that gathered little had no lack. So that's equality. In other words, it's not... Okay, somebody over here is going to give 500. Somebody over here is going to give 5. Equality is they both did what God told them to do. Then they're even. We're not in a race with each other, but I'm just comparing it to show you. It's not always the amount. It's the percentage and what you have to give for. What you have the wherewithal to give. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I mean, it's just the way that I I roll. When people do a good job, I... I, I commend them, and when I'm out shopping and doing stuff, I will, you know, uh, you know, try to be a blessing. Let's go to Mark a minute real quick here, and then I'm going to move on. Mark 12. My goodness, this is taking longer than I thought, but I like it. Mark 12, 41 through 44. Thinking about the guy that always is my service manager where I have my car worked on. Every once in a while, I'll hand him a 20, give him a Pentecostal handshake. I don't think he's Pentecostal, but... Uh, I gave him one anyway just because I like him. He he goes to work for me. He's a good man. Jordan has a deal for Jordan's got a deal for He's me? He's got a truck. He'll you, trade. A truck for the Beamer? Maybe a little cash too. Well, hopefully a little <laughs> Hallelujah. I didn't say I was going to get rid of my car. I just said I might buy a truck on top of it instead of the other car I might buy later I'm thinking about. Anyway, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See, now, if that offends you, you've got the wrong attitude. What do you need another car for, Pastor? It's none of your concern. If you had 10 cars, 20 cars, 50, have them. Have all you want. If you can afford it, just don't put God on the tail end of your big list. God's going to come first to me, whatever I have. Period. I say things like that. Sometimes people get, well, you, by God, you got a nice car now. Well, what is that to you? Rejoice with me, i got a nice car. <laughs> and it's paid for and her car's paid for hallelujah hallelujah now I don't think anybody's done what this passage says Mark 12 I know I haven't yet 41 through 44 and Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury notice it was how they did it their attitude their posture their attitude towards giving at the temple He sat back and looked and said, Let's watch him do this a minute, boys. I'm going to show you something. How the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. Well, that would be reasonable, wouldn't it? If you have much, you could give much. And there came a certain poor widow. It's a lady, no husband. Doesn't say how old she is, but she's poor. And she uh, was a widow. And this is not a parable. This was a certain lady. A real lady, a real person that walked by Jesus that day, given to the Lord's work. And she threw in two mites, we might say a couple nickels, which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples and said to them, Verily I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. I mean, that thing could have been a big barrel or a big bucket or a big sack. I don't know for sure historically, but something. And they'd been piling money in there and she put her two little nickels and she, he said she gave more than the whole lot of them together. That's a pretty big compliment coming from the head of the church and says, for all they did cast in out of their abundance. But she of her want... Did cast in all that she had, even all her living. Are you listening to me? You know we've, you know, years ago we, there was a teaching going around about first fruits, and and somebody taught it here, and many of you responded and gave us a first fruits offering and all that, the whole paycheck and whatever, and we appreciate. It. But I shut that down. If you don't remember, right? and I said if you want to do something for me fine but we're not requiring that we're not teaching and I told one of my sons that used to teach it don't teach that in my pulpit anymore Mm -hmm. because I had a problem with that not a problem with you giving but a problem with the way it was taught and how it was presented and to make people feel obligated see that's not what I'm teaching if you feel any strong arm in here you got the wrong perception of the whole process of giving and receiving I'm not teaching that And when you make something a legalistic law type thing, you're going to put yourself in bondage. Pastor and I, we felt like, pardon? We do that because we felt like we'd come to a place in our life where we could stretch ourselves to do that. In addition to tithing here and tithing on all the accounts that we have authority with and giving offerings of all sorts to all kinds of people, that's the way we live. Not saying, hey, look at us but you could follow my example and wherever you're at come up higher in it and that's what we do and every year we always do that when, uh, in January you know to give Dr. Dufresne at least a paycheck or more a special offering to him when I go to California not to say hey look at us doctor but to say we value you in our life and we wouldn't be doing what we're doing without you because God put you in our life and promoted us how many are listening? But in turn, that blesses us because then God does all kinds of things around different places and and helps us in a lot of things, you know. And we're not out just having it our way, and we try to be low maintenance when we go places. There are certain things I do like, and if they ask, Sean will tell them. But I tell them, don't make them feel like they're walking on pins and needles, that I got to have a certain kind of water, I got to have a certain kind of this, I got to have a certain kind of that. You know, I stay in normal hotels too, not just the most expensive. But that's up to the person who has me, yes, sir. not up to me. I'm not requiring that. I've never, ever took a meeting for a paycheck. What I mean is, go. you're going to pay me $2,000 if I come, or you're going to give me a thousand. That's foolishness. Yes. And one time a guy wanted to come here to our church. I wanted his wife to come. I didn't care if he came or not. But he said, well, you're good. I'm going to charge you. I said, no, I'm not going to have you. You can just tell you and your wife stay home because I don't roll that way but I am a fair man and I'm a godly man and I'll take care of your needs while you're here and take a love offering for you if that's not good enough then at the end of the discussion we just need to hang up it sounds to me like you're not in faith brother he got real silent he said well Pastor Jacobs you're absolutely right I'd love to meet you I said well come on I'll pay your way to get here you and your wife and I'll take a love offering but you're not going to strong arm me and guaranteeing you this amount of money that's extortion. And it could be a lot less for other people. Some preachers I know, they're so high maintenance, I, I would never have them back. They're just too complicated for me. I want this, and I want you to do that, and I want this. And now if I can accommodate them, I will. But some people can get so over there, they make you feel like you're walking on eggshells. Yes, sir. Or is that the right term? Yes, walking on eggs, maybe, I don't know. But anyway, you know what I'm saying. Then I got a guy wanting me to come to canada and asking well this isn't very much to bring you up here i thought you'd fly first class i wanted you to and i said well sir don't apologize i'm just it just worked out for me to do that this time and maybe some other time i'll I'll do it a different way this was a good route for me a simple trip for me and i just want to you know i'm a pastor i'm on the other end of this hosting meetings and knowing what it takes to host a meeting too and i said i appreciate your heart for me i'm not going to be complicated and i'm not expecting except to be used of God and put a deposit in your church. I, I'm honored that you want me to come. I want to make it as easy on you as I can, too. And I appreciate your heart to let me go first class if I'd have wanted. But this just worked out, so no problem. Hallelujah. You've got to learn to stay right in your thinking. So, here's a lady, just a poor widow woman. In all the Bible, I don't know where it says that anybody else gave all that they had all that they had had nobody to take care of her there wasn't social security then there wasn't welfare then there wasn't this and that then but she loved God and you, don't you know God took care of her? Sure did, sir. maybe there's a little guy one time packing a lunch to go off to go fishing or to go hear this guy named Jesus at a meeting and took a couple of loaves and a couple of fishes, came back, had 12 guys, each of them carrying a big basket full of stuff. Don't you know, Mama said, Woo, what happened to you? Did you go to Kroger? <laughs> no, I went to Jesus. Yeah. And they needed my food, Mama. And I, and I saw him, he prayed, and it just kept coming out of those baskets and fed all 15,000 of us. And this was left over, and the crew said, Take it. Jesus said to his guys, Bring it on to this boy's house. Probably fed the whole village for a couple of days. See, God takes care of people that get into that kind of radical thinking. It doesn't happen overnight. I'm not requiring it of you. I'm just pointing out some things. There's some people that can flow in that giving area to an extreme. I've been in meetings. I've seen this happen. Somebody on the platform needed an airplane. Somebody in the congregation walked up and said, here's the keys to my jet. No charge. I'm going to give you 10000 to put fuel in it for the first month. Yeah wow pastor yeah Wow's right appreciate people that are obedient yeah. now, if it didn't, he didn't have a jet that's paid for he couldn't have given it away yes, and he didn't have 10,000 to add just for fuel he couldn't have done that either but yes. there's all kinds of stuff like that happen around the world when people get into a different level when God is in it yes, whoever was in that meeting didn't say who's got an airplane who's got airplane, give me one airplane One airplane. Give me... who's got an airplane who's got an airplane no it was just a Holy Ghost thing so we have to understand that now I'm going to how am I I don't think I'm going to go there with you tonight angels and prosperity am I helping you? don't make this complicated but I appreciate you listening to my heart because you know you are my family and we're in this together you know (laughs) one time one time the Lord said to me, I'm not expecting you to do everything yourself, Michael. You have a church full of people that love you and you, if you present it right and trust me to move on them, they will help you meet this need. So that's what we do anymore. We just, If we have a need coming up, we got a big meeting later in the year in October. I'll talk to you maybe in March about it, somewhere in that time frame, maybe even April. And probably going to, what did we figure it to be? 25,000, 30,000, something like that. We're just going to believe God again. Now we put it in the budget, but we already boosted the budget up so we could give the staff a raise and have a couple dollars left. I mean, we didn't do a lot, but we boosted it up another thousand a week. And we're not asking—we're not asking you to do—but what God tells you to do. Yes. Number one is what tithing, ten percent. That should be your number one priority. After that, offering you could either give—you know. Uh, you know to help me with this special offering now or you could give to help with the house payment here or some other things whatever that's your your discretion it's not about he's trying to get all my money now let me ask you again if this planet runs on seed time and harvest sowing and reaping giving and receiving then wouldn't it stand to reason your emphasis in your heart and in your mind to listen to God on the giving the seeding and the sowing part we already know tithing's 10%. That's a given. There's no variable. You, you can't tithe on 8%. You can't tithe on 13%. You could have given 13 and tithed on 10 and gave 3% to something else, but there's no such thing as a 13% tithe. The tithe is always first. That's where you start. That's not the tithing's down here. Some people think tithing is up here at the full culmination of everything. I dare say I wouldn't have what I have do what I'm doing drive what I'm driving or anything else about me if I'd have stayed down here just a tither well I did it I made it here I am I've arrived I've arrived I'm a tither well look at me see pastor and I we've endeavored the best we know how to live and my children you could ask them privately if you want we've lived that before them for 40 years of course, my children aren't 40 years old. My daughter's 32, and he's 24. I've been pretty good for being the dad trying to remember 24. And, and you had the most wonderful mother, didn't you? <laughs> And my wife said, And you had the most wonderful mother, didn't you? <laughs> See, what I'm saying is that God... We say this in a nutshell. I'm just going to let you go in a minute. God has a plan for your prosperity... And it has nothing to do with this world. It has to do with you. It has to do with your faith, your believing, your confession, your attending to the things of God and obedience. It has nothing at all to do with this world. God will get it to us. He won't counterfeit it out of heaven. He's not a counterfeiter. But He will move on. If you, gi- if you give, it says in Luke six thirty eight. if you give, not tithe, didn't say tithe there. If you give, then it said it'll be shaken together, pressed together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you measure out, it'll be measured back to you. Hallelujah. you know just me personally I brought before the Lord four times now about my car my car not hers my car and said God I'd like to give it to that person or that person this person he said I didn't tell you to do that so I I haven't done anything about it or I'd like to sell it and put it in for this project or that And he he hadn't said anything to me about it yet but we're just talking here to you I like to be open with God and I like the fact that Praise God, whatever I've gotten, I've gotten it from the Lord. You know, remember Adam and Eve came together and had a baby and she conceived. And she said, I got a man from the Lord. A man-child, a man-cub. Anybody watch Mowgli and (laughs) Jungle Book? I like that movie. You like that movie? Yeah, I see somebody's hand back there witnessing to it. Yeah. Who is that, Chloe? Yeah. (laughs) I put my glasses but see, and then when, whenever I, somebody say, how did you get a car like that? I said, the Lord gave it to me. Yes. Different things. I mean, the Lord, well, and, and He's not a taker away or He's a giver, but I want to be sure I'm doing everything I can do, what God's told me to do, you know, to take care of priorities in my life, the local church, the tithe, and then take care of my dad, my spiritual father, and things like that. Hallelujah I know I'm kind of just idling for a minute I'm going to let you go in a second here I hope you got something out of this tonight I think sometimes because of People don't hear us correctly Not necessarily you But sometimes people haven't heard it And then they're mad about the message I'm preaching or something And we don't get up here and talk about in depth Like we're doing now on finances every week But we need to hear it at least once a year at least once a year a refresher course. Two or three or four or five hours on this at least. Yes. Such an important subject. You remember do you realize that most uh, divorces you could probably check me out is because of money issue. Husbands and wives can't get along because of money strife issues. I I have never known Diana to say to me, No, you can't do that. And she can say to in her part, she can say, I've never known uh, Pastor Michael to to say no I'm not going to do that if God tells her to do something extravagant about for somebody not for herself she's a very uh, uh, what's the word uh, conservative. conservative steward a good tight steward of stuff but yet when God speaks to her she's as liberal and general generous as anybody I've ever met on the planet Amen. <laughs> you still thinking about the bmw or what what are you oh i'm teasing you no i'm talking to you you want to get ahead in life god has a plan for you and brother jerry he's gonna he's gonna i asked him on purpose to come eventually i think it's next sunday night to deal with some practical issues of how to have a budget when I bring young couples in to talk to them about marital uh, premarital counseling, we call it. Then I talk to them about their money, their sex life. I talk to them about how to be a husband, how to be a wife, how to get along. And I say, everything seems sweet now. I So notice you're holding hands. But there's a lot more to it than holding hands, kissy face, and huggy bear. Yeah. Mark, me, mark my words. At least you think I don't know what I'm talking about. One day the washing machine will go out. And you're going to have to figure out whether I get the new shotgun or I get the washing machine. Or whether he gets the boat or she gets a new sofa, a new living room suit. And men that are smart always defer in those areas. <laughs> Can yield dividends. I'm going to talk about couples here in a couple of weeks. I, I saw a young preacher today on TV, and I normally don't listen to him, but I'm slipping through, and I saw... I think Ed Young Jr., the younger guy, he's got half cars cut up on his platform, whatever. But anyway, he had this experiment on sex called a sex experiment, and he told his people that were married to go home and have sex once a day for seven days. And the com- he was on CNN; and they were talking to him about it. I thought it was great, personally. <laughs> and my wife said, "I bet there's a lot of guys bringing their wife to his church." <laughs> She's smart too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to go to this guy's church. So I'm going to talk about that maybe in February, maybe March, about being a couple, not just sex, but how do you get along? How do you function in a house with two people that aren't the same? Anyway, praise the Lord. Yeah, he was on CNN. That guy asked him a couple of questions, how do you think that went for your members? said, we thought it went well. We've heard good reports. <laughs> oh you guys you're kind of lightening up but you don't know if you ought to laugh too loud And so i'm going to have to reserve uh, the right to maybe take an extra lesson maybe not next sunday but morning but may, uh, on but the following one perhaps on angels and prosperity i want to talk about it but it's eight o'clock and uh, talk to you about that, we will get to that, so I don't really have anything. Let's stand up for a minute, and see if I do have anything I need to do i i don't I don't feel like I have anything right now unless the Lord would give me something by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father, thank you for your anointing tonight, thank you for finances and thank you for. A generosity of your heart to create this planet with all these goods and all these resources in the earth that you gave originally to Adam and we thank you we see from that Father you wanted man to have an abundance an abundance plenty overflowing more than enough and you even said in the new covenant in 2 Corinthians 9 and 10 that we'd have uh, enough to supply to every need that came up hallelujah we thank you for it and praise you for it in the mighty name of Jesus help us Lord as we continue to study this subject to get the right balance the right flavor the right insight the right revelation about how we can move ahead with you financially how we can begin to trust you more fully with everything that we would have need of we just thank you that you're uh, you're our source Hallelujah. hallelujah you're our source you sustain us you empower us you bless us and prosper us And we receive it. May this be the most fruitful year we've ever seen in our prayer life, in our finances, in our marriages, in our households, and in every area, Father, that affects us. Our soundness of mind, our our strength to get beyond insecurities of any sort. We thank you for that, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you for coming. The Lord... And the angels go with you tonight to keep you safe in all your endeavors. And be blessed as you go. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. To view Dr. Jacob's travel itinerary, order products, and more, please visit org slash mjm.